0: Welcome to the Open Door Church podcast. The following recording is from our midweek prayer and practice service. These services are meant to provide a biblical basis for different spiritual gifts and areas of discipleship, as well as allow attendees a place to practice those gifts. We hope you are strengthened, encouraged, and comforted by this message. Because we've been talking about prophecy here on Wednesday nights and uh, I just want to quickly turn uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 where we're given this explicit command to pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And so that's kind of been our prompt for the last number of weeks where we've been uh, asking the Lord, following, following the instruction of scripture here. Um, that there would be a genuine desire for prophecy to be evident amongst his church. Now, how many of you guys um, have had a prophecy or had somebody have a prophetic word for you, um, a message from the Lord or something like that, that was just off? (laughs) That was just wrong. Has anybody ever had that happen? Yeah, so Darwin is the only one that's ever encountered false prophecy can can you share with us maybe something along those lines on maybe an encounter or an experience i remember being in a church service and i had a guy that was praying for me and had this prophetic word about a little red wagon and how it meant so much to me as a kid and maybe it was um but was talking about he had this prophetic word about how my childhood was so good and God wanted to bring me back to it and that I was <coughs> anyway uh for those of you that don't know uh my childhood was not the 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 most glamorous maybe it is i'll take it i'll take it, it, it anyway the, the the guy just it was, it was off, you know, There, and the reality is there will be times where people have words for us or there'll be prophetic words given to a congregation that are not from the Lord, that are wrong. And we need to know how to respond and how to judge and how to test those things. In fact, uh, scripture tells us pretty plainly that prophecy is to be judged. Um, if we read here, First uh, Thessalonians 5.19, uh, 5.19 through 21, this is what Paul would say to the, to the Thessalonians. He says, do not stifle or do not quench the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. And I know for me, I had kind of a rough encounter over a number of years with, Uh, kind of a hyper-charismatic, prophetic culture within the church that really uh, caused me to grow cynical towards the things of the Spirit and caused me to grow cynical towards prophecy. And uh, I don't know, maybe somebody here in the room is like me and maybe has just kind of a naturally kind of a cynical outlook on things. And I just want to encourage and caution you that it's imperative that we don't miss out on what God's doing based on a poor experience with people. And this is what Paul says. I love this. Stop texting Adam. (coughs) You're supposed to be listening to the teaching. And he's texting our friend who we happen to be in a group text with right now. And so Daniel, when you listen to this podcast later, <laughs> stop texting Adam in the middle of my sermon. <laughs> I hope you feel the conviction of the Lord right now. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but we, we get this command to not scoff at prophecies. Don't treat them with contempt. Um, but that we're to test everything that is said and to hold on to what is good. We had a gentleman come, and I've already kind of shared about this, where he ministered in the prophetic to the entirety of the congregation, and it was a little wacky. It was a little weird. You know, he prophesied through the letters A through Z, and every prophecy he had was A, B, C. And I think we made it through like half the alphabet before. It was like 10 o'clock at night, and we all went home. Um. And it, it it felt to me a little gimmicky, you know, like I was, I was kind of on edge. I was on guard. I didn't really know this guy. He was a friend of a pastor that I really trusted to bring him in and uh, just didn't know how it was going to go. But I do know a lot of the things that he shared from the Lord's heart were, were genuine because they came to pass. Um, he had prophetic words for me that were something that I didn't want to receive in the moment, but that really did come to pass. And I, I'm reminded of this, and I'm reminded of this passage of Scripture, that we're to test everything that is said. And so when it comes to prophetic words, we're not just to take them at face value, but there is a judging, there is a testing that is supposed to take place on whether or not they're from the Lord or they're not. But I love how Paul kind of gives this next phrase in there. He says, hold on to what is good. Almost as if he understands that when prophetic words come, sometimes there's some baggage. Sometimes there's things that man might add to detract or detour, distract from what God is actually saying. And he's essentially saying here, uh, eat the meat and spit out the bones. And I, I, I want to I encourage us to have that mentality when we're receiving in ministry, um, whether it be a prophetic word that somebody's sharing specifically for us or whether we're sitting under teaching, um, because I know that there are, there are ministers that I will listen to that I don't agree with 100%, but I can reach a place where understanding that there is good things that I can receive from teaching, maybe even if I don't agree 100% with the pastor or 100% with them theologically. You guys get what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't agree with their theology 100%. Um, I'm saying this cautiously because we don't just want to receive from everybody Mm willy-nilly, but there is an aspect of bringing good judgment into different situations Um, when we're applying it to our lives. And so the same is true when it comes to prophecy. And I I love uh, 1 Corinthians 14, which is where we were. And if we jump back there, um, we'll see this command actually given again in verse 29 of chapter 14. He says, let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. And so there is again this idea of judging and testing prophecy. And so uh, I kind of had a bunch of different criteria that I was coming up with when it came to how do we test prophecy? How do we judge it? And how do we we receive it well? But I only really want to focus on two things because these two things are consistent 100% of the time. And then I'm going to kind of give some, maybe some advice on some other things on how we can receive from the Lord. Um, but the first thing I would say is, does it edify? Because the gift of prophecy is for the edification of the church. It actually says in First Corinthians 14, just verse 3 here, it says, he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. And so if that is not happening, if it's not exhorting, if it's not edifying, and if it's not bringing comfort, then it is not prophecy according to the New Testament. Now that doesn't mean that it can't be a word of correction. And I think people read this and they say that it always has to be positive 100% of the time. Can I tell you that you can actually find comfort in correction? I mean, that's what... That's what David did, right? He said, uh, let a righteous man's rebuke be like oil upon my head. There is an aspect of correction that can bring comfort. There's an aspect aspect of correction that can be exhorting and edifying to a person. And so I say this with the caveat that uh, prophecy, yes, has to be edifying. But that does not mean that it's exclusive to just nice things. Does that make sense? When we look at the, the prophetic gifting throughout the entirety of the Old Testament, um, it would be silly to think that the prophetic gifting in the New Testament would be completely separated from that. And we see, we see the Old Testament prophets not always speaking pleasant things. In fact, m- the majority of the time they were unpleasant. And I just want us to be understanding here that the gift of prophecy, um, yes, uh, is edifying, it's exhorting, and it does bring comfort, but that doesn't mean it's wrapped up in just nice things. Does that make sense? And so I'm just curious, and has anybody here received a prophetic word of correction before? Awesome. Do you have examples that you you don't have to share? Could be personal, and you may not want to. But do you have an example of that? There's just there's that aspect of um, of testing something is does it fall into the classification of edification? Now there is uh, I, w- I would be clear it shouldn't just be berating. It shouldn't be condemning. It shouldn't be just doom and gloom because the ultimate kind of culmination of a word of prophecy is does it help you grow closer to Jesus? Does it help you make look, does it help you look more like Jesus? Is it glorifying the Son of God, right? We understand that the the essence of prophecy, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. And so, uh, I would also put this caveat on there. If the prophetic word is is highlighting the gifting or the gift holder more than it is the person of Jesus, that should be a red flag for you. But going on, uh, the second thing, and we've kind of talked about this before, but when we're talking explicitly about judging and testing prophecy we need to ask the question, is it scriptural? Because the, the spoken word of God is not going to contradict the written word of God. And so it's important for us, and I think one of the key ways that we learn to identify God's voice, has anybody ever struggled with thinking of hearing God? Because I know I have. I, I have. We all have. If you, if you haven't, you... You have. (laughs) But I know for me, one of the ways that I have learned to hear his voice more clearly is by being in this book. Because understanding how he speaks and how he's spoken helps me identify what he's actively and currently speaking. Does that make sense? And he will never, ever contradict what he's already spoken. And his character will not contradict who he is. He's unchanging. We understand that. And so uh, it's easy for me to know that God isn't going to tell me to go and leave my wife, right? Um, You know, we've we've heard stories of people that have stood up and said, God told me that I was supposed to leave my spouse and I'm going to fulfill that promise. And we can pretty confidently say, he was like, no, (laughs) that's not. That's not true. That contradicts what he says. That contradicts what he's spoken. And so, um, just uh, those are my two hard and fast rules when it comes to prophecy, on testing prophecy. One, is it edifying? Because that's what Paul will say uh, prophecy is for. If not, it can just be maybe a word, of any, a word, but I wouldn't consider it prophetic. And then secondly, is it scriptural? And does it, does it coincide with the heart of God? So beyond that, I think some useful criteria that I'm, I'm mentioning, like, if, if you could with an asterisk, <laughs> uh, because I think there are some caveats to this. But the first is, I mean, does it resonate with your spirit? Does, and I use that language. Can, can, does, it, does it connect? Does it bear witness with the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you? Because there have been words that I have had that I have received where immediately I knew that they weren't right and they weren't for me um, because the spirit inside of me did not bear witness to what was coming forth. And maybe it wasn't something that was just blatantly or glaring wrong, but I just knew that I wasn't supposed to receive that. And I say that with the caveat because sometimes we can be wrong. And sometimes we cannot be in tune with the Holy Spirit and sometimes God could be doing something differently than what we want to do. And if, if our flesh uh, has a higher sway or pull than the Holy Spirit in our life at that time, uh, I think it is possible to miss that. And so that's why I don't use that as a, a hard and fast rule because sometimes if somebody's bringing a, a word of correction to you or a word of change or something maybe that you just don't want to hear, uh, I, I, it, that's where it's very important that we're not just falling into this place well I just didn't feel like it was right so maybe, maybe it wasn't um, that's why I would always fall back on uh, is it edifying and that's why I say edifying doesn't always have to be uh, exclusive to just nice things two, is it scriptural three, does it bear witness and if it doesn't I would say we need to subject that to those around us that we trust, those in spiritual authority, those in leadership, those with the gifting. And just like what it says here, um, it says, let two or three. And so, so it says in, uh, in uh, verse 29, let two or three prophets speak, and then let the others judge, talking about there being more than one. And so I think it's appropriate for prophetic words to be subjected to others, um, and I, I I think that's just good wisdom. If if somebody has a word for you that you're supposed to quit your job and move across the country, I wouldn't just take Prophet Bob at his you know at what it is. You might not feel anything, and maybe you're saying, well, it doesn't bear witness with me. We don't have we we have scriptural precedents that God has told people to just up and move. So hey, maybe that's something that He's asking. Maybe that's something that He's telling. That's where I would seek spiritual counsel. And I, I, would, I would share it with those that you trust and say, hey, would you pray with me about this? See if the Holy Spirit will bear witness about this particular word. Does that make sense? I think that's just practical, sound advice. There's other things where I've heard where people have prophesied regarding spouses. I, I heard one, one lady prophesied to two young teenagers that they were going to get married and had this vision of... Uh, all kinds of nonsense. And I remember just telling this lady that she was out of place. And that and I remember pulling the young man aside and just saying, you know, I heard this and it's just, it's not the Lord. And she should not be prophesying that over you. And it was this kind of jarring experience. Don't prophesy stupid stuff, guys. If it's legitimate prophecy, it won't be stupid. Um, No, they broke up a week later. (laughs) I think they broke up in regards to that that word, actually, if I'm being honest. But anyway, um, man, I promised that these teachings would be 10 minutes, and it's been 30. And I'm sorry, guys, but I want to pray for one another. Thank you for listening to the Open Door Church podcast. If you want to find more teaching and resources, check us out at opendoorpagosa.com.